Hello, everyone. Oh, it's ho, ho. Christmas. It's Christmas, everybody. Thanks for joining us on this Christmas Saturday at noon. You know what that means. It's the Mega Strange Podcast once again. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. I don't know. <laughs> what, what else? Do I uh, Hanukkah already ended. Hanukkah's um, over. I think Kwanzaa. I, I don't know jack shit soon? about Kwanzaa. I'm not going to pretend like I know anything yeah. about Kwanzaa. I'm not going to be culturally irrelevant enough to pretend like I know anything about Kwanzaa. Do you know anything about Kwanzaa? Uh, I know it. There's like candles. That's about it. Well, you know more than I do. I didn't even know there were candles. Yeah, I, I know that because it's very similar to Hanukkah. I mean, it's not similar to Hanukkah. I just know that they have like a, there's like a little menorah type. African deal. Hanukkah. African Hanukkah. That's, that's my understanding I hope this of isn't it. offensive. Just based anyone. on what Johnny's told me. I yeah. literally have no idea what I'm talking about. So if you're offended, you're <laughs> wasting your time. <laughs> well, all right. Welcome everybody to a Christmas episode of Mega Strange. Yeah, we're going to be celebrating. Uh, well, we're not celebrating anything, but we're going to be talking about Christmas tradition and folklore on today's Sick. episode. We're gonna be talking about how the origins of Santa Claus are actually metal AF. Did you know that Santa Claus was based on a on the legend of a demon hunter? Nope. Yeah, Santa Claus is essentially a demon hunter. Uh, I mean, if we would have- Well, he's a demon to me. If so. we have the original Santa Claus, right, you're Jewish, so <laughs> you've always hated Santa Claus. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna get into that as well. But if we go back and look at the original story of Santa Claus, you will see that he was, uh, well, I don't know. It's kind of unclear exactly how all of this got started, but at some point there was a story about a legendary demon hunter who would go on a wild night hunt searching for people who, well, he was searching for evil spirits. He was also checking homes to see if the people had been good or bad. He okay. would leave them gifts or exercise them of their demons. Was this and like a pagan thing? or This is an adaptation of some pre-Christian pagan mythology. Yeah, because yes. uh, I know Christmas kind of comes, I mean, the, the date of Christmas comes from like a pagan yeah. solstice. Or we'll whatever. get into the yeah. whole story, but have you ever wondered why Santa Claus rides around the world in one night? Why Santa Claus has a workshop filled with elves? It all comes back to this demon hunting origin story. Yeah. Uh, not only that, but in today's episode, we're going to be ranking all of Santa's minions, of which Ooh. there are many. You've probably heard of Krampus, but have you ever heard of... <laughs> Connect Rupert? Probably not. But Connect we're gonna, Ru Rupert's Drag Race. We're going to... Wow. How dare you? <laughs> Sorry. <it's laughs> we're going to be getting into all of it. Uh, today's episode of Mega Strange. Welcome, everybody. It's a very Mega Strange Christmas. Ooh, I like that. Johnny, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You just made me realize like I get to put like uh, a Christmas version of the theme song or something. And like put the... Put, do I'm going to put a little Santa hat on the ghost. D oh, nice. Well, that's very cool. Um, so first and foremost, I want to apologize to Johnny because on the last episode, uh, it oh. was pointed out to me that I was arguably rude <laughs> to Johnny, not definitively oh, thank rude, you. but you could make an argument that I was rude. Yeah, I guess. I mean like, well, you, nobody knows right. my perspective yeah, on yeah, the yeah, situation, yeah. which I is, think they do. oh, do they, <laughs> no, it's Continue. uh, which is. I just want uh, a best show possible. I want Johnny to be his best and, yeah. and perform his best uh, and put his best foot forward. So sometimes I am the encouraging um, dance mom. of Yeah, the you are like a dance mom. Who is like, do it better. Hop higher. Put your feet, point your toes inward when you're doing a pirouette. <laughs> I like someone, I think someone left a comment or like, you know, they're, they're saying something about last week's episode. And then someone responded and said, it's a bit, come on, guys. And then someone responded to that and just said, it's a shitty bit. And that made me laugh. I didn't read any of the comments, oh. actually. Um, I avoided them because you told me that they were very negative. Yes. And I didn't want to get that into my psyche. No, they're but, mine. Uh, 
Yeah, sorry, Johnny, if I was a little bit bossy or pushy or came off as rude to That's you. That's all good. In the latest episode. I know you pulled me aside privately and were on the verge of tears. That didn't happen. Saying, like, you always make me look so bad <laughs> on camera. So I don't, uh, you know, I didn't intend to do that. So I'm I, excited I to see the apologize. comments on this episode now. What? The comments are going to be great. Yeah, they're all going to be full of Christmas cheer. They are. It's, I'm not I, being this ironic. Is, this is a super positive episode. Mm. Um... Yeah, I, uh, you know, I I come from a, a whole lifetime of stage practice, yeah. theater training, and uh, I'm just used to people yelling at you on the spot when you're doing something wrong, especially in the middle of a performance or on camera. They will not wait to correct you. They'll correct you in the moment. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm a little bit harsh with my criticisms and corrections. When we're on camera, I feel like I'm a nicer person off camera. I oh, feel yeah. feel like uh, these Sometimes. cameras turn on. Boop, persona clicks on, and I'm a whole different person. Did you say sometimes I'm a nicer person off camera? That's fucking rude. Wow. Johnny. All right, next week I apologize. Yeah, you owe me an apology. Let's let's put some fire on Johnny in the comments this week, okay? Because he's not all sunshine and buttercups. Johnny has a dark side. Johnny can be hard to be around sometimes. Let's comment on that. We don't need to put the magnifying glass so closely on Derek every week. They got their chance to make fun of me when I showed the butt bungee. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, some people out there are missing the butt bungee. But I was there Dude, to tell you. Someone on tour brought it up to me. They were like, Johnny, I just want to say I really love the butt bungee. I miss it. And I was like, holy shit. How can you miss the butt bungee? Uh, yeah, it was a video we played one time. Yeah, Google it. That was like six <laughs> seconds worth of content on this yeah. show. You became emotionally attached to it yeah. in one viewing. I really miss the butt bungee. <laughs> when are they going to bring it? It was never the same as when they did the butt bungee. That's literally going to be a comment in like five years. It's it hasn't been the same since the butt bungee incident. Uh, anyway, so Christmas. we're going to get into Santa Claus, the history of Santa Claus and Santa Claus's minions today. But before we get into that, let's talk about you being Jewish. Yes. And you uh, you still grew. Well, first of all, let me say we're recording this on Thursday because Johnny told me he will absolutely not be working on Christmas Eve or on Christmas national holiday, which surprised me because my first thought was you're Jewish. I had to, I had I knew that's what you were thinking. <laughs> And I was like, this is not your holiday. You're culturally yeah. appropriating it. But I mean, when the banks are closed, I'm not working. That's the banks aren't closed on Thursday. On Christmas, I mean. Sorry. On Christmas Eve, they'll still be open. Yeah. Um, it, it reminded me of like Scrooge, like when he like when that guy's asking, he's like, can I, sir, can I just have the day off? And he's like, no, you're working on Christmas. Well, clearly you have an emotional attachment to this holiday. And I just wanted to know what it is or where it came from. What's your uh, experience with Christmas? Actually, I know I sound like I'm being facetious. Yeah, I'm being a fucker. But uh, <laughs> I'm fucker. actually genuinely curious what it was like growing up. Uh, um, not celebrating Christmas. Maybe you did celebrate Christmas, but Christmas is everywhere, especially in America. When fucking August hits, the whole country gets taken over with Christmas fever. And as somebody who doesn't celebrate Christmas, that's got to be hard to escape. When I was a kid, it was really bad. Yeah. It would just become like a lot of, uh, he like I never had emotional attachment to like Christmas songs. So it just would become like around that time. I'd just be so tired of hearing the same fucking songs. Um, and, uh, what's the fucking Christmas donkey song? Oh, uh, so I was talking to this the other day. About that song somebody. used to drive me you fucking go insane. Obscure Christmas song. You go, I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Yeah. You want to go hyper obscure bottom of the iceberg. Dominic, the Italian Christmas donkey. I heard that song every day that in December. East coast thing. I don't know. It was always on the radio. Really? And it was so fucking annoying. Because I hate that song. I got to say, growing up in San Diego, I never heard Dominic the Italian Christmas oh, Donkey every day. until like three years ago. Really? Yeah. Oh, it was like every fucking day for me in December. Every time it would become like just the end of, yeah, yeah t towards the, the beginning of de December, I just, that song would be on loop. Uh, but for me, my dad's mom, uh, she's German. I call her my Oma, which means grandma in German. She converted to Judaism to marry my dad's dad, who I never met. Uh, he died before I was born. So she was born Christian, and she always had an attachment to Christmas. Mm. 
So she was very much like, I'm, I'm, we're celebrating Christmas. So my, on my dad's side, they always celebrated Christmas. Um, on my mom's side, they didn't. Uh, my mom got remarried recently. And now she's fucking Christmas crazy now. So when I go home, it's Christmas like Christmas crazy. Yeah, she she fucking she, well, she gets a, a white Christmas tree and she decorates it with Hanukkah stuff. And then around Christmas, she makes it Christmas. So your I, mom's doing fusion cuisine. Yeah, she's, she's fusion. <laughs> Fusioned out, but uh, fusion holiday. Yeah, the older I get, the more Christmas has just become like an accepting, like, like it's just a thing in my life now. When it wasn't, uh, but as uh, a kid, like I, my Oma, like I'd celebrate, like we'd go there, there'd be a Christmas tree, like. So you uh, do Hanukkah and Christmas. Yeah, it was cool for me because it's like my birthday is on the eighteenth, and then around then, you know, I say happy birthday on our Tuesday episode. Yeah, Hanukkah's happening. Check out the Tuesday mailbag if you want to hear me singing. And then Christmas, so like all three ho- would happen around the same time. So I'd, I'd be like showered in gifts that's not fair that's <laughs> totally unfair i definitely don't think you should get christmas off this year because you've been double dipping your whole life yeah triple well dipping. triple dipping you're a triple dipper uh well that's cool thanks yeah. for sharing that story i love christmas music i've uh i i this might surprise people but i get really into the christmas spirit yeah and you know i just feel like people probably don't imagine me getting excited about anything but i get excited I get festive sometimes. I get into the spirit of things. And in fact, every year, I like to pick my my personal Christmas song of the year, which means I love Christmas music so much. I find that I always get one song stuck in my head on Christmas. One Christmas song. Over the course of the season, it'll just get in there and I'll dub it my official song of the year. A A few years ago, it was that song, Happy Holidays. Okay. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. I don't know that song. And the merry bells keep ringing. Happy holidays to you. You never heard that one? No. I love the Beatles, but Paul McCartney could fuck off. I hate hearing that song too. Wonderful Christmas time was okay back in like 2005. Yeah. That was my Christmas song of the year. I've also done Blue Christmas from Elvis, Little St. Nick by the Beach Boys. This year's official Christmas song for me I don't know the name of the singer. I don't know the name of the song, but I could sing it for you. Okay. It's that song where they just shout Christmas as like the background. You know, they go Christmas, Christmas. Yeah, yeah, I know the song. Christmas, (laughs) Christmas. You can't even Google the lyrics because you're just Googling Christmas eight times. Yeah, and then like there's some woman singing while they're doing that. She's like, Christmas, I'm home alone. (laughs) Christmas, baby, please come home. I'm going to figure this out for you. I think it's, uh, I think it's baby, please come home uh, is like the song in parentheses. Yeah. Anyways. Ellie Greenwich. It's written by a bunch. Oh, Phil Spector worked on it, apparently. Mariah Carey did a cover of it. Hell yeah. That's, that's how you know it's good. Yeah. Uh, that's my official Christmas song of this year, 2021. Give it a listen. Leave a comment what your favorite Christmas song is. Uh, my Christmas song this year is uh, Santa's Beard by They Might Be Giants. I've Fuck never it. heard that one. Is that a good one? Yeah, I saw my baby wearing Santa's beard. You know, another classic is um, Merry Motherfucking Christmas by Eazy-E. Ooh, yeah. Which is a classic. You put that on at the Christmas party, people will be like, oh, oh, no, wait, I really like this. If you want to get sad on Christmas, my go-to is uh, Merry Christmas by the Ramones. Uh, that song's sad. Uh, I'll, I'll give that one a listen as well. All right. It's about fighting on Christmas. Anyway. There's so many. Um, there's this Christmas song called Hang Myself from the Tree, which is about committing suicide on Christmas, uh, sadly. But, you know, I, I, like I, like to, I like to throw that into the Christmas playlist. Yeah, every, yeah, yeah. Just to shake it up, you know. I get all all sides of Christmas in there. The uh, happy side and the depressed death side. Yeah, I well. mean, people with people with seasonal depression, it this might not a, be a good this time. Is, this is a strange episode. <laughs> I'm loving it. Welcome to Mega Strange, everybody. Uh, we are talking Christmas here. This is the Christmas episode. Let's get into the Christmas lore. Okay. How the origins of Santa Claus are metal AF. Um, the Dark Souls lore of Christmas. Yeah. So basically, um, everybody kind of knows generally the ingredients for the Santa Claus yeah. story. Santa I think, Claus. Okay. So let's start with what everybody knows Santa Claus to be yeah. today. Uh, guy with a white beard. Ho, ho, ho. 
Created by Coca-Cola. Created by Coca-Cola. Has eight reindeer. Can you name the eight reindeer? Uh, Donner, Bl- Blitzen, uh, uh-huh. Rudolph. That's three. You got five more. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. Was it on Donner, on Blitzen, on something? I don't know. The Dasher. Dasher. Prancer. Dancer, Prancer. Yeah. Uh, Comet. Okay. And... Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Comet, Donner, Blitzen, Rudolph. Rudolph. We're missing one. I can't remember. Should I Google it? No. Okay. Put it in the comments. Put it in the comments. Leave a comment. The rain, Johnny, the the reindeer that we're missing. I think it's Oogie Boogie. Uh, Um, And Santa Claus. Popo and Lala. Flies around the world on Christmas Eve, uh, Uh delivering gifts to good children supposedly punishing bad children, which I've actually never witnessed. Yeah, the coal? Yeah, people are always saying, if you're on Santa Claus naughty list, something bad is going to happen to you. What what parent has ever delivered on that promise? I want... Zero. Some, some parent out there needs to be real. Like, yeah, it's Christmas time, but my kid fucking sucks. There's got to be a, there's gotta be a fucking parent out there that's I, given their... their- I, I ain't buying your ass cold. if motherfucking switch light this year. You know, you You're got coal. You got a rock. You got a dirty ass rock and I stuffed it in your shoe. Merry Christmas. There's videos online of, of parents doing it as a prank and then giving them the gift afterwards. And that's always funny. You, you we see, live oh. in this <laughs> kids partic- participation trophy society where we're afraid to admit that our children are bad. Yeah. Get your Dan Lambert on. Yeah. <laughs> and we, we need to punish some children this Christmas. That's what I say. Yeah. Uh, and then, of course, Santa Claus has a wife and some elf helpers. Yeah. And that's basically it. That's basically it. Yeah, it lives in the North Pole. Did you say that already? I did not say that. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, very. And he's addicted to, like, candy canes. He has <laughs> sex with polar bears. Uh, he's snorting canes up there. Yeah, you know, snorting canes. All, all the raunchy stuff as well. Well, where did all this come from? That's the question. I assume from pagan, yeah, pagan well, lore. So, uh, historically, traditionally, all across the world, especially in Europe, there's always been um, feasts during the winter solstice, during the yeah. coldest part of winter, where the days are longest and darkest. And I don't know why. Maybe because it's just a nice thing to do to help your neighbors when you're like, oh, dang. Times get really tough at this part of the year, every year. Yeah, we've noticed like all of our neighbors are starving and dying uh, at this same part of the year, every year. Maybe we should help each other out. Maybe we should uh, have a feast, be a little bit more giving and and share our stuff, make sure everybody gets along. And I, I mean, I don't know if you go into this at all, but I do know that like, I mean, Christmas is the birth of, of Christ, but, but I know... <laughs> Suppose purportedly, but I know that though, didn't happen in December. Though, yeah, Jesus, if he was real, was supposedly <laughs> pissing people off. Born okay. in oh, yeah. the summertime. Yeah, which uh, and and has they, nothing to do with the winter solstice. Yeah, and and I I don't know who did this. In my head, it's just like a a council of Christians uh, uh, decided to switch the holiday to you know disrupt the pagan holiday. That's literally every pagan holiday was yeah. disrupted by yes. and overtaken by Christian holidays. Yes. Uh, is that all you had to say? Yeah, I just wanted to, I always thought that was super interesting. Right. Well, there's this other um, event that I was actually not familiar with at all. Mm. Um, something that comes from way back in our history, deep ancient pre-Christian Whoa. history, European history, mostly from the um, Nordic and Germanic countries and that part of Europe. Um, it's, how do I describe this? It's described um, in scholarly circles as a folklore motif. Okay. As in, this is just something that is known to happen from time uh, to, from time and again. Yeah, like the hero's journey. Sure, sure. And like, you know, like Mesopotamian yeah. uh, stories. And this is something called the mythical wild hunt. Okay. Have you ever heard of a wild hunt before? No. All right. Well, this is what a wild hunt is. It, it it occurs in folk in the folklore of various northern European cultures. Wild hunts typically involve a chase led by a mythological figure escorted by ghostly or supernatural or a supernatural group of hunters engaged in uh, a pursuit. 
The leader of the hunt is often a figure associated with Odin. Um, okay. The Germanic king of the gods. He's kind yeah. of like the German Zeus. Yeah. I know Odin. He has the two crows. He's missing one eye. Exactly. Yeah. Those two crows actually feature into, into the hunt okay. very prominently. I, when I when I was in high school, I was super into black metal. Really? And uh, there would be a lot of talk of like, uh, you know, Norse mythology and I would read up on it and I always thought Odin was fucking sick. He has like, he's missing one eye. And Okay. Yeah. So you can talk about this. Those two crows, uh, I have their names written down because they become kind of relevant later in the story. Of course, I can't find it now, but their names yeah. are something like. Hummin and Munnin? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Like it's something like that, yeah. Well, it's interesting because as the story goes, when when Odin is on these wild hunts, and by the way, it isn't always Odin leading yeah. these hunts. Sometimes it's a woman leading these hunts. Okay. It could be Odin's wife. Yeah. Um. Uh, I have her name written down here too. Uh, Wotan, she's also known as Holda, Frau yeah, Wauer, yeah, yeah, uh, Frugoda, and in northern Germany, Percha. Yeah, yeah, we talked about Percha. We've talked about Percha back in our witches episode. Yeah. Percha was the Christmas witch. Yes. And I don't actually have too much to say about Percha in this episode other than she is associated with Santa Claus. Yeah. Sinterklaas. Uh, but she's also associated with these wild hunts, which predate Santa Claus. The reason why I'm bringing up these wild hunts is because some people believe that these wild hunts are what inspired the uh christmas time tradition uh yeah i just want to say real quick percha she would punish you if you didn't finish your sewing by christmas oh really yeah so that was also like a, a like i think all the people you're going to bring up punish you on christmas <laughs> yeah probably um sorry bear with me here um here it is the wild hunt during the Yuletide period has been theorized to have been an influence on the development of the Dutch Christmas Christmas figure Sinterklaas. 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 And by extension, his American counterpart, Santa Claus. Ooh. So I guess during these wild hunts, one of the things Odin would do is with his two ravens, who we've just mentioned, yeah. he would send them to listen to the chimneys of the people oh. who he was flying over. And those two ravens would listen in on the people through their chimneys and would be able to tell if those people had got done good deeds okay. or bad deeds. Um, when it comes to the wild hunt, the folklore says that seeing the wild hunt was thought to be the presage to some catastrophes such as war or plague. Basically, if you, if you see a wild hunt going on, it means you're fucked. It means you're going to die. People encountering the hunt might be abducted into the underworld or to the fairy kingdom. And in some instances, it's believed that people's spirits could be pulled away during their sleep and okay. forced to join the cavalcade, uh, which means like you could that. be absorbed into this wild hunt. But there also are stories that these wild hunts would occur um, to bring blessings and gifts from the gods. These are more rare stories, but they are known to happen. And I think that this is what inspired the Yuletide wild hunt folklore. Okay. That because these wild hunts, which were generally known to be bad, but sometimes were good, coincided with the winter feasts where everybody was trying to help each other out and were giving gifts to each other, that the wild hunt that happened during the Yuletide season of the Winter Feast became known as like a famously good one, one that would bring gifts and blessings. Yeah, I can see all the puzzle pieces kind of forming. Yeah, it's not it's not quite there yeah. in concrete, but you can kind of see how the influences come together to morph into our modern Christmas mythology. I love shit like this. Like even like just the modern English is like a mishmash of other languages and like uh, or older languages and and you know like modern tradition is just a mishmash of yeah i do too stuff. and i love the 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 idea that christmas is inspired by this really dark magical demon infused wild hunt mm. event they say about wild hunts by the way that dogs and wolves are generally involved and in some areas they said that werewolves would be de depicted in the drawings of wild hunts and the folklore uh -huh. werewolves would be depicted stealing beer and food from the houses that they flew over. That sounds like some Tex Avery shit. Yeah. <laughs> they also said that sometimes the wild hunt would be um, 
would be performed by ghost dogs. Like no human writers or demons or or myth- mythological figures would factor into it. It'd just be a bunch of ghost dogs flying overhead. Yo, get Forrest Whitaker on um, this shit. Also, wild hunts are said to have happened in America. Okay. Which keep in mind, the, the folklore from the wild hunt comes from pre-Christian European societies. We're talking like the year 900. Uh, America yeah. was founded in like the 1500s. Yeah. The first settlers came here. So we're talking... Wild hunts were going on for 600 years and were then brought over to America where they are said to have happened here. And what I find most interesting is in America, you see these ghostly figures on horseback riding through the sky, supposedly, in these American wild hunts. And what are they known as? Ghost riders. Whoa. And that is where we get the term ghost riders from. I didn't know that. So the flaming skeleton on the motorcycle, the ghost rider that we know, is actually based on a flaming skeleton riding a horse, (laughs) which is actually based on these wild hunts, which is the same inspiration for Santa Claus. Ghost rider could be Santa Claus. I'm going to lay that out here for everybody. You can think about that. Stan Lee, get... Oh, shit. Um, Get Stan Lee for a Christmas edition of Ghost Rider. (laughs) Uh... I did want to ask, like, I, I know the story of, like, St. Nicholas happened at some point. Yeah. Was that just... Uh, so, I'll tell you what okay. that is, because I looked I looked that up, right, too. Cool. I did a lot of research for this episode. St. Nicholas was an actual saint um, in the Holy like a, Roman Empire. Okay. A Catholic saint. He was in the area of, like, Turkey and Istanbul and that okay. part of the world in the medieval ages. St. Nicholas is the patron saint of a lot of people, like um, unmarried women. He's the patron saint of children. Um, he kind of just like his... his <laughs> That's a weird patron his, saint to me. His spirit like looks out for these people. Okay. The thing about St. Nicholas is in real life, he was known for having a habit of secret gift giving. Oh. And so he developed a reputation for leaving gifts for people, so much so that other people would imitate him and would leave a gift out anonymously. And if you received a gift and you didn't know who it was from, yeah. you could just assume that St. Nicholas had left oh. a little secret gift for you. Yeah, I watched a, like, Another a cartoon. Another piece of the puzzle yeah. comes in. I watched like a kid's cartoon about St. Nicholas. It was like on Cartoon Network when I was a kid. And I was, I was like, this feels weird. Yeah. Anyway. Well, it felt weird about it. It just felt like it was going beyond the realm of like Christmas cartoon. It felt like it was getting just into religion at that point. They usually do. Yeah. And I was kind of like, this feels weird. Like it's not just Santa, like saving the world or something. It's like, there's an actual saint and he's like making toys for kids. So anyway, the final piece of the puzzle, this is the last thing I'll say about uh, wild hunts before we move on. What were they hunting? It was never known. Sometimes these wild hunts would go out uh, for no reason, just roaming over the land, just causing a ruckus, you know, just stirring it up. But um, oftentimes they were pursuing a person In a lot of folklore legends, they're pursuing a woman. Oftentimes, it's a demonic woman or some sort of witch or person who's been possessed and they need to be saved. Um, Okay. I was going to say, like, I know in Norse mythology, there is this kind of notion of, like, eternal battle. Yeah. Uh, You know, like Valhalla and all that stuff. It's like you you die and you're into this, like, this, this, like, feast hall and they're they're just fighting regardless. So I could see that being, like, the, the hunt being this... Yeah, yeah, they, you know, they were, there's not one specific reason. It's always about this. There were a lot of reasons, but they tended to be similar a lot of times. Like a lot of times they were pursuing a woman. Oftentimes that woman, sometimes it was a normal woman, but oftentimes she was possessed in some way. If it wasn't a woman, it was also usually something related to demonic possession. Okay. And I just really want to hammer that home that. This wild hunt had, it's a reoccurring theme on this show, but demonic presence and entities being present. So not only are the hunters mythological, we have werewolves being involved in the hunt. We have ghost dogs being involved in the hunt. We have souls being collected from people who are asleep as the hunt washes over them. So the leader of this hunt, Odin, at some point... Now I want to get into how we got Santa Claus. Yeah. At some point in Scandinavian tradition, they came up with this mythological figure named Sinterklaas. Okay. And Sinterklaas is kind of based off St. Nicholas. 
in the oh. fact that he dresses like St. Nicholas. He's a holy person. Here's here's something interesting. They say that oftentimes in these wild hunts, uh, they were said to be led. If it wasn't Odin, sometimes it would be a nobleman who had just recently died. And there's stories of the ghosts of kings leading wild hunts soon after they've passed on into the afterlife. Like these kings who are now dead can't accept the fact that they don't rule over people anymore. So they'll round up all the ghosts and they'll be like, I'm going to rule over you and we're going to do some crazy shit and I'm going to lead a wild hunt. Okay. And these kings in the afterlife go lead a wild hunt. It wasn't just kings, though. It could be like a dead nobleman. Or in the case of St. Nicholas, after he passed away, they said that he was leading wild hunts. But he wasn't St. Nicholas anymore. No. He had transformed. Like when Gandalf the Grey became yeah. Gandalf the White, St. <laughs> Nicholas became Sinterklaas. And he became a more powerful and mythological figure. Not only was he still leaving gifts for people, but now he was performing this... Wild hunt where he would fly over the village and he would check on the homes and he would see if you were good and you deserved blessings or if you were naughty and you deserved a punishment. Mm. But my nose is running a little bit. Sorry. Same. He was still there was still this element of like demon battling and I couldn't find a lot of information on this, but there are stories here and there that Sinterklaas would encounter these demons over the course of leading his wild hunts, and he would do battle with them. Like you said, there's always a battle going always on. Always a battle. And he would win these battles, <laughs> but he wouldn't kill the demons. He would instead enlist them to working for him, and they would become oh. his minions. This is how we get characters like Krampus. Yeah. Krampus is a demon who has been conquered by center class and is now forced to work for him as one of his minions. Yeah, like Percha had the the Perchin as well, which was a similar thing where she had like demons that worked for her. I, I guess like these are all kind of like tropes uh, well, in these, these all, stories. These all date back to medieval ages. Yeah. It must have been real shitty living in medieval times. It just seems like everything oh, yeah. was a fucking pecking order. It just seemed like everywhere you went, somebody was challenging you to a duel or a fight. And if you lost... You were their manservant for the rest of your life. <laughs> and you die from the cold. And you die from the cold so yeah. that they may live. Uh, so Sinter class then evolves and is toned down and tamed and turns into Santa Claus. Hell yeah. And when Santa Claus is brought over to America, we kind of lose all of these stories about Krampus and his other servants, even though Krampus is now having a, a resurgence in popularity here in America. Yeah, because like horror movies and stuff. Yeah, these other uh, minions, there's probably like eight of them, eight, okay. eight demonic minions that Sinterklaas has defeated and enlisted. <laughs> They're not really talked about so much. We only hear about Krampus. Yeah. But today... I think it's because Krampus has an easy to say name. Yeah, these other ones are really hard yeah. to pronounce. But today <laughs> we're going to talk about some of these other minions that, that Santa has defeated and enlisted in his army, and we're going to rank them. Okay. Uh, we're going to let Johnny rank them based on how cool he thinks they are. Okay, I'm down. Yeah, so uh, that's basically the history of Santa Claus, roughly. The history of Santa Claus and everything I have to say about the Wild Hunts. Let's get into some of these minions. Uh, do you want to get into our sponsor? Oh, yeah, yeah. This is a good time. Yeah. Uh, we're Since we're here talking about Krampus, we're talking about demonic spirits and minions. Let's talk about some other monsters that you may be hunting here in America. Bigfoot, the Mothman, the Thunderbirds of Arizona. Generally, Thunderbirds. genuinely and generally known as cryptids everybody yes. out there if you're watching this show we're assuming that you love cryptids and we want to plug our sponsor cryptid crate cryptid crate go check out cryptid crate they send you a box every month of some of the coolest cryptid themed merchandise that you can find anywhere on the internet they actually sent us a box we yes. opened it last episode it was I, sick. Wish, I wish we had it here yeah we show off some of the stuff you're wearing but that shirt it was legitimately cool yeah. stuff in there yeah we had a <laughs> fresno nightcrawler t-shirt um, you know, I was looking at some of the past cryptid crates that they've released mm. and it's funny because they'll include like some books in there or some pieces of merchandise. Yeah. And some of the stuff is stuff that I've just bought on my <laughs> yeah. own. 
Before I was ever doing this show about cryptids, I was just genu- uh, generally interested in it. And I would pick up, you know, like the field guy to yokai, which yeah, is something yokais I've, are awesome. I've talked about on the Mega 64 podcast. Mm-hmm. They included that exact book exactly. in, a, in a previous, uh, I was going to say episode, <laughs> in a previous Crate. edition yes. of Cryptid Crate. So I don't know, like you look at a lot of crates out there and you go through it and it's like, this is cool, but do I really want this shit? Um, I'm not just saying this. I, I actually think it's true. Cryptid Crate is one of the few crates where they put in stuff that if you're a fan, you would actually want that. I've done a lot of subscription crates to like video game stuff. And it's like, well, look at this little Mega Man figure. It's yeah. Like, this is going in the trash. Like, I don't <laughs> want this. But the, but the stuff from Cryptid Crate. It's sick. It was cool. Like, you wanted the, the yeah, can I was Yeah, yeah, yeah. For, for the White Claw Monster. Like, I've been wearing that shirt. Mm. Uh, and if you're a fan of this show, you're definitely going to want to sign up for Cryptid Crate because uh, everybody who signs up for Cryptid Crate before December 31st is going to receive the first official piece of mega strange merchandise. Let's go. Not one, but two brand new exclusive mega strange stickers. You're going to be getting the Bigfoot walks through the forest yeah. sticker and you're going to be getting the mega strange ghost sticker. The Bigfoot one's sick cuz it's it's like transparent, right? Like it's on like yeah, a transparent background. It is. So that's fucking cool. Yeah, there's a little UFO flying yeah. there and he like flies above Bigfoot. So we wanted to print it on transparency so that, you know, it looks like he's actually flying. Yeah, so check that out. Yeah, these are high quality stickers. I'm really excited. Uh, a lot of people have been asking us to do some sort of merchandise for mm. Mega Strange and we've been looking for the right opportunity to do it. So when we partnered with Cryptid Crate and they said, do you want to put any merchandise in the crate? We thought this would be an awesome opportunity to to get it out there and get it released. Yeah. So if you want to support this show, sign up for Cryptid Crate and use the special discount code Megastrange. All one word, all lowercase. That will give you 25% off your very first Cryptid Crate. Or, and I'm going to get tricky with it, if you want to maximize your savings, Sign up for the Cryptid Crate Sampler. It's only 20 bucks, but if you use the Mega Strange code, you'll get $5 off, which means it's only $15. And inside that sampler, they have a 50% discount code for the regular crate. Oh, shit. So use the code and get 25% off the regular crate or use the code to get the sampler and get a 50% off coupon for the regular crate. Either way, you're going to be getting a Mega Strange sticker with your crate. Cryptid exactly. Crate. Exactly. Check out Cryptid Crate. Links in the description. Cryptid Crate. They're so great. Please don't wait to get your Cryptid Crate. That one was free, Cryptid Crate. <laughs> creepy, <laughs> creepy, 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 creepy old crate. Uh, I did want to say real quick before we get back into it. I kept forgetting to bring this up, but someone uh, tweeted at me that they visited the murder well in, in New York City. I just want to put their photo up real quick. Um, shouts out to you. Thank you for going to the murder. Well, thank uh, you. Hey, thanks for watching the show. Yeah. And thanks for actually uh, doing the homework that we assigned. Yeah, they were, it was cracking me up cause I was looking at their replies to their tweet and it was like, people were like, was it hard to get in there? And the people were like, there was no one in there. They didn't really care. <laughs> they didn't even know the they, didn't even, they had. They even realized they I took a photo. Shit. Anyway, back to Santa Claus or Santa his minions. Claus. Yeah. All right. I'm going to start out the gate with the most offensive one. The most racist one. Yeah, the most racist of Santa's oh. minions. Oh, God. Yeah, <laughs> he is photo. a character named Svarta Pete, which translates into <laughs> Black Pete. This kid's like, that's racist. Yeah, Black Pete is a helper, uh, one of Santa Claus's helpers, dressed in Moorish attire and in blackface. Oh, God. Yes, blackface is specifically required. To portray the character of Black Pete. No, you can't just get a black person to be Black Pete. Nope. It has to be a white person in blackface. Do we have some of these pictures that we could show? Uh, I could put them on it up in editing. All right. So check out these two girls. They're just rocking the blackface like casually. Oh, God. Like they're just on their way to the mall. Like, yeah, we're going to go to the mall. We're going to show off our blackface. Uh, they look like uh, um, like William Shakespeare it's Shakespeare in blackface. It's kind of fucked up. Yeah. Then check out this dude. This is probably this is they have him on the Wikipedia. For oh, Black my Pete, God. And he just looks so comfortable uh, <laughs> in that makeup. I mean, it's pretty bad. I like the red <laughs> lipstick, but that's about it. <laughs> so uh, Black Pete is typically depicted as carrying a bag which contains candy. 
for uh, the children, which he tosses around. The tradition, um, what is this? A tradition supposedly originating from the story of St. Nicholas saving three young girls from prostitution by tossing golden coins through their window at night to pay their dowries. So, uh, I guess St. Nicholas rules, dude. Three young girls forced to be prostitutes against their will. They've got to pay their pimp every night or else they're they're going to be beat up and forced to have well, more sex. So, St. Nicholas would just toss some money in the window and be like, there you go. Well, isn't your dowry like the money that you give to your husband when you get married? Yeah, that's a dowry. But yeah. I'm assuming when we're talking about prostitutes, it's more like the money the prostitute gives. Okay. I, I, I thought it was pimp. like... Oh, these people got married, but they didn't have a dowry. So their husband was like, guess I'm pimping you out. And then St. Nicholas was like, here's your dowry. Maybe, maybe that's it. I don't know. <laughs> that's my assumption. Um, traditionally, Black Pete would also carry a birch rod. All of St. Nicholas's minions, by the way, carry a birch rod. I'm just going to point that out right now. Yeah. Uh, a chimney sweeps broom made of willow branches, which he would use to spank children who have been naughty. Some of the older legends say that uh, Black Pete would also carry a bag and he would take the especially naughty children and put them in his bag and take them back to Spain, which is funny because all of these stories come from like Switzerland and the Netherlands. Is that why he's Black Pete? Because he's from Spain? What? Yeah. So that doesn't make sense. When you get into the Sinterklaas, Sinterklaas story, yeah. he's not from the North Pole. People oh. think he is from Spain. Okay. For whatever reason. I guess this goes back to like the medieval ages. Uh, they when, didn't know what the fuck Spain was maybe. I don't know. Well, no, there was a real St. Nicholas. Yeah. And I guess a lot of his possessions after he died were moved to different parts of Europe and a big portion of them were sent to Spain. Okay. To this kingdom in Spain. So as the legend would go on and St. Nicholas would return for Christmas, he wasn't returning from the afterlife or from death. It was a euphemism like, no, nah, he just went to Spain for a little while. Uh, He's returning to Spain. And then he started showing up with this assistant named Black Pete, who actually looks like a Spanish Moor. Uh, a Moor is. Like oh, the, that's why. Yeah, just they're like, that. They're like yeah, the yeah, medieval yeah. group of um, people who came up from Africa who went to Spain and, okay. and were known as the Moors. Um, Othello, the Shakespeare play. Yeah. Is about the Moor of Venice. Yeah, you know, that's why Othello's they always man. have the little neck thing. Yeah, so that's why uh, Black Pete is portrayed as a Spanish Moor. Um, and if you're really bad, he would kidnap you and take you back to Spain. Um, so that's Black Pete. Racist. Should we put him on the on the ranker? I was going to rank him at the end, if that's okay. Okay, we'll rank him at the end. All right, number two. This one's number hard to two. say. This one, I, I don't know how to pronounce this. Uh, I'm going to say it's... Perry, Perry, Futard, Futard. I don't know how to pronounce it. Perry Futard. But it translates into old man whipper or (laughs) or father whipper. Oh, is that where whippersnapper comes from? It could be. I'm not sure. Uh, Father whipper is a character who accompanies St. Nicholas or center class on his rounds during St. Nicholas Day, which is December 6th. Okay. He dispenses lumps of coal and or beatings to naughty children. While St. Nicholas One or the other, bro. gives gifts to the well-behaved children. You want a beating or do you want coal? <laughs> Listen to this. Yes. The most popular story about Father Whipper was first told around the year 1252. An innkeeper, in some versions of the story, he is a butcher. Yeah. Captures three boys who appear to be wealthy and on their way to enroll in religious boarding school. Along with his wife, he kills the children in order to rob them. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, kill them to rob them? Yeah. So he's an innkeeper. Sometimes people say he's a butcher. Okay. He finds these three wealthy children on their way to uh, enroll in religious boarding school. Okay. He, he kidnaps them and kills them so that he could take all their money. I'm going to keep going. In some gruesome versions of the story, it is said that he drugs the children, slits their throats, cuts them into pieces, and turns them into a stew. Well, St. Nicholas discovers the crime and is able to resurrect the children from the dead. 
And after this, the tiny pieces like come together. <laughs> yeah. And after this event, after being discovered by St. Nicholas, Father Whippard repents and becomes St. Nicholas's partner. In some versions of the story, uh, it is claimed that St. Nicholas forces Father Whippard to become his assistant as punishment for his crimes. So Father Whipper is a child murderer who St. Nicholas just keeps around to scare kids. And he's like, you know, if you're not good, I'm going to get this guy who cut the throats of three kids and turned them into a fucking stew, and I'm going to send him over to your house. And I'm just going to say, do whatever you want. So Santa's... So you better be good, kids. Uh, so Santa's kind of forming like an Avengers with like fucked up child murderers. That's what you think. I my go to is like Santa's kind of like Don Corleone. Yeah. And he's forming his own little Christmas mafia and he's got hitmen and muscle guys to enforce the neighborhood to make sure they pay up on good behavior or else they're going to have to pay the price. <laughs> I like to imagine like the Avengers, but they're just like really like it's Santa and like weird fucked up men. Yeah. So we have uh, his manservant, Black Pete, and then his uh, manservant, and Black then Pete, his child murderer, Father Whipper. Yeah. Are you ready for the next one? Oh, this yes. next one uh, is known as Nech Ruprecht, which translates into farmhand Rupert or servant Rupert. He is a companion of St. Nicholas and possibly the most familiar. This guy's the most famous one. Okay. Which is funny because nobody here has heard of him. Rupert. Uh, tradition holds that he's a long, he's a man with a long beard wearing a fur coat or covered in pea straw. Uh, he's sometimes seen carrying a long, long staff and a bag of ashes and he wore little bells on his clothes. According to tradition, Rupert asks children whether they know their prayers. If they do know their prayers, they receive apples, nuts, Ooh. and gingerbread. If they, if they do not know their prayers, get this, he beats the children with his bag of ashes. <laughs> he, um, yeah, he pulls some uh, uh, full metal jacket shit. Yeah, he just hits them with the ashes. Uh, in more modern versions of the story, Rupert gives naughty children gifts of coal, sticks, and stones, while well-behaving children receive sweets. Um, he's also been known to give naughty children a switch in their shoes instead of candy. Like a Nintendo Switch? No, like a stick. Oh, yeah. Surprisingly, the name Ruprecht is also... A, a Switch is for beating, too. Like uh, a stick for beating. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Ruprecht was also a common name used for the devil in Germany. So that's uh, that's Servant Ruperts. That's Farmhand Ruperts. Okay. He kind of looks like Saint Nick, but just dressed in all black. And he carries a bag of ash instead of a bag of toys. Like and this. if you don't know your prayers, he just smacks you in the face with a bag of ash. It sounds like a... Gets you all ashy. A Dark Souls boss. Yeah. Um, there are stories of Ruprecht saying that for whatever reason... I love details like this. Yeah. He, he walks with a limp because of a child injury. I don't know why, but that detail is always like really funny to me. So if you see Santa Claus and all his minions, you'd be like, oh yeah, the guy with the horns... That's uh, Krampus. Yeah. Oh, the guy in blackface. That's Black Pete. Yeah. Who's the guy limping? Oh, that's got to be Farmhand Rupert because, uh, <laughs> you know, he hurt himself when he was a kid. So he walks with a limp. Um, And it says that he used to, in older traditions, he would ask children. He would summon them to the door and ask them to perform a trick, either a song or a dance. And if they couldn't do it, whap, they get beat up. So the bag of ash. Yeah. We have two more, and then we're going to rank them. The okay. next one is the one that everybody is familiar with, Krampus. The Cramp. Yeah. The Cramp man. There's not much to say about Krampus other than he's a wicked, hairy devil who appears in the streets on the day before uh, St. Nicholas Day. Oftentimes, he is seen with St. Nicholas, but okay. he is one of the few minions who comes around during the season on his own and can often be seen without St. Nicholas just running around a hairy beast man, a hairy beast devil, causing mischief. Uh, in the streets. Yeah, there's a lot of like uh, European holidays where people dress up like like the Krampus or the Perchin. Yeah, fucking go crazy. It says that Krampus is known to be seen at times on his own visiting homes and businesses, uh, where he supplies coal and bundles of birch branches, uh, presumably to be used in the beating of children. I love how the beating of children is such a heavy factor in all of these old stories. Yeah. <laughs> like all we do for Christmas this uh, in modern times is give kids gifts. Yeah. Let, we're forgetting the the other half of Christmas, which is all the severe beatings. Yeah. It's time to get old school. 
Yeah, the final one, uh, the final minion of Santa Claus is a companion known as Bellsnickel. Okay. Bellsnickel is a man uh, who wears fur, which covers his entire body, uh, his entire body. He sometimes wears a mask featuring a long tongue. And uh, he is a rather scary creature who visits children at Christmas time and delivers socks or shoes full of candy. But if the children are not good, they will find coal in their stockings instead. Oh. He does not give out Christmas beatings. What's interesting about Bell's Nickel to me is sometimes he is known as the Christmas woman. Okay. Um, yeah. They say that Bell's Nickel usually visits his, uh, makes his annual visits late at night and he is properly disguised when he makes his appearance. Especially his face, which is uh, generally uh, sometimes hidden behind this something called a fizz, which is uh, an old female garb. Okay. So essentially, Bell's Nickel is known to show up in disguise sometimes sometimes wearing woman's clothes. Okay. Which is why Bell's Nickel is sometimes called the Christmas woman. I like that. I love these little details. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Rupert walks with a limp. Bell's nickel dresses up like a woman. Krampus uh, has horns. I think people at home have a lot of cool ideas to make their own fucking Santa Claus uh, fucking comic book. Center class. I yeah. would I would read a comic book about like this Avengers initiative of, of evil fucking kid beaters. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Bell's nickel, interesting enough, uh, is well known in Pennsylvania in America because okay. there is a huge Pennsylvania Dutch community, yeah, which is very much entrenched in the Bell's nickel lore. Ooh. So Santa Claus, Bell's nickel, Krampus, Black Pete, Servant Rupert, and Perry Fotard, Father Whipper. Let's Father rank Whipper. these right, guys. We're gonna ra- rank these fools, and I'm ranking them. You said, yeah, we'll get your ranking on. Okay, them. here we go. Oh, got an ad. So here they all are. All right, let's start with uh, good old. Let's start with uh, well, let's start with Black Pete. I think everybody wants to rank Black Pete right away. <laughs> Hold on one sec. Let me just get the, there. We go. All right, uh, Black Pete. Hmm. Yeah. I I made an extra tier that just says shit. Okay. Black Pete's racist, so I'm gonna put him in the shit. Oh, well, Black Pete is not racist. To me, he's racist. But uh, all of the articles of Black about Black Pete say that since the 2010s, his character has become increasingly controversial <laughs> because people hate that he's in blackface. And um, I guess in the countries where they celebrate with Black Pete, the politicians have all come out to be like, he's not racist. And then in the past 10 years, they've all had to make statements like... Okay, we have been talked to extensively and we are beginning to understand why Black Pete might be considered to be racist <laughs> and we are sorry. So in more recent um, depictions of Black Pete, they actually have people with darker skin. Yeah, just draw them like, like don't put on black. Representing him and they've started calling him Sooty Pete. That's not even, that's not this better. This is kind of worse. That's, that's the worse. The solution might be worse. In, in the last 10 years, Black Pete has been starting to be called Sooty Pete, and he's known as somebody because he's always sticking his face in the chimney. He has, like, soot marks all over him. Oh, my God. So they'll get a brown person or a black person to just put soot on their face. Oh, man. And now they're Sooty Pete. Sooty Pete. So I might agree with you that this character's just shit. Yeah. This is a shit <laughs> yeah, this character. Shit. You know, the more I talk about it, uh, <laughs> I might have to agree that that's where they belong. All right. He's been ranked. What's What, what are we doing next? All right. How Where about, we dropping, how boys? Center Claus. Okay. Not, not Santa Claus. Yeah. But the older OG version. Okay. Center Claus. And he, he rides a white horse. Yeah. He's and he, not from the North Pole. He's from Spain. Okay. And he's like the Ghost Rider man. He's the Ghost Rider who rolls up with all these minions. All right. I think that's sick. That's, he's pretty much just like Odin, but like Christmas Odin. Yeah. I'll put him in A. I hey, like him. Okay. Top. Top. Top tier. Well, not top tier, but second. Best. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. None are really hitting S tier for me yet. All right, let's go with. Uh, how about Father Whipper? What was his name? Pierre. Pierre Futard. Okay, and uh, he he beats. He was the kid chopper upper, or yeah, this was the guy who captured the three wealthy children on their way to religious okay. school. 
He slit their throats, he drugged them, he killed them, and then he baked them into a stew. Mm. Sinterklaas was able to bring them back to life. Okay. Uh, and Father Whipper has been punished for 500 years by having to be uh, Santa Claus man. Yeah, I, this guy, he I don't think he's been fully, uh, you know, reformed, so I'm going to put him in C. He's yeah. probably, uh, you know, one of the more scary. Yeah, they're that's all, they're all pretty. Scary. He's he's freaks me out. So I'm gonna I'm I'm keeping him close, but not too close. So okay. he gets a passing grade, but it's it's not it's looking grim. <laughs> okay, what about Krampus? Krampus is cool. I like Krampus. Uh, he's my. I'll give him B. B. I like B. So for whatever reason, they say that Krampus started becoming popular in 1984 okay. in America, but they don't say what in 1984 started the Krampus craze. They mm. just said that starting in the mid 80s, Krampus started becoming more and more popular in America. Now he's super popular because of that fucking horror movie that they made with like a I know dude uh, from Parks and Rec. I forgot his name. Adam Scott. I saw that movie in theaters. Me too. It was not very good. I thought it was okay, but I don't remember anything from it. Sounds like a great. <laughs> I think Krampus is cool. Okay, what about Kinesh Ruprecht, farmhand Rupert? Okay, he was the one with the fucking thing of ash, right? Yeah, he has the bag of ash. Yeah, and he calls you to the door to perform a trick. If you can't perform a trick or say a prayer, he smacks you with the bag <laughs> of ash. That guy makes me laugh. Uh, so <laughs> I'm gonna put him in A. <laughs> He's right up there with Sinterklaas. Yeah, him and Sinterklaas, they get like, <laughs> I feel like they get the old one too. Like, uh, Sinterklaas rolls up on the horse and he's yeah. like, yo, beat him with the ash. You know what's funny is in my research, they said that Farmhand Rupert is the second most popular Santa, uh, Christmas character behind Santa Claus. Hell yeah. And you ranked him neck and neck with Sinterklaas. Yeah. So there's just something about this guy. I think it's that the bag just, of ash that's that just funny. very charming. Yeah. <laughs> you kind of want to get hit with the bag of ash. Yeah, it like, seems fun. I kind of want to get hit with the bag of ash. That probably hurts so fucking it's bad. It's the one thing where you get beaten, but not with something that Yeah. Hurts. <laughs> I mean, it's probably like getting hit with a pillow. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay. We've only got two left. Yeah. Bell's Nickel. That's the, the Christmas woman, right? Bell's Nickel is the Christmas woman. This is uh, Bell's Nickel has been featured on The Office. Dwight, yeah. Dwight famously dressed up as Bell's Nickel. Yeah. This is, uh, yeah. What, what else is there to say about Bell's Nickel? Bell's Nickel. I like the name. I think that's a cool name, but I'm kind of feeling the same way I felt about uh, the farmhand Pete or the fuck his name was. So I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go see. Okay. And then the final. Santa Claus. I just put Santa Claus American on there. American Santa Claus. American Coca-Cola. Coca-Cola drinking. Uh, uh, rosy cheeks. Big booty wife having. Uh, eight reindeer riding. Santa yeah. Claus. <laughs> um, shit. Thanks everyone for. No, I'm kidding. Uh, we'll put him in S tier. S tier. We'll give him S for Santa. You think Santa's cooler than all these other ones? No, you're right. I mean, he could be. I. You're, I mean, you're the one ranking it. The Santa Santa Claus was way cooler. I'm gonna put him next. I'm gonna put him in B because I like Krampus and Santa. Santa and Krampus. Yeah. No yeah. Him, I feel like it's funny because of all of the characters we've mentioned here in America, you only get Santa or Krampus. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we even need to ramp up that relationship more. Yeah. I want to see more media featuring Santa and Krampus together, working together, doing the job at hand. None of this. Santa does everything by himself, and then on an unrelated note, here's another different story featuring Krampus. It's all the same story. We exactly. Need to, we need to mix it up and get some fresh Christmas stories in America. But since we have all this weirdness, they became like mid, so fuck them. I don't know. Right. <laughs> Should I cut back to us or keep? Yeah. All right. That was my Christmas ranking. Uh, this has been an especially long episode, yes. a special Christmas episode. I hope you're all, you're like sitting at the Christmas table. Uh, is, did people eat dinner on Christmas? Yeah. Christmas dinner. Okay. Thing. I hope you have this playing on your phone. Just like ignoring your family. Merry Christmas, everybody. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Whatever you're celebrating. We hope you're having a good day. We hope you're having fun. Thanks for watching this episode. Thank you. Thank you for sticking with Mega Strange. It's been our inaugural year. Oh, this is going to be the yeah. last episode of 2021. Yes. 
it's been a, a strong debut. We have fun doing this show. We love all the support that everybody has yes. given us. Everybody has come to see us in person, told us how much they love the show. We appreciate you guys Thank sticking you. with us, watching this show. We do it for you. So as long as you're here, we'll be here as well, putting out new episodes. I'm hoping next year we could uh, update the set a little bit, make it look a little crazy. Yeah, we crazier. got big goals for 2022, and we're going to do it as long as we have your support. Yes. So make sure you are subscribed to our YouTube channel. Follow us on Instagram at Make a Strange Podcast. Go over to Cryptid Crate. Use the discount uh, yes. promo code Make a Strange. Pick up a Cryptid Crate. Get some official Make a Strange merch. Uh, what else is there to say? Keep on keeping strange, everybody. We'll be back in 2022 <laughs> with brand new episodes of Mega Strange, and we can't wait to see you. Good night. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.